Hey now, people, this is Calvin here with the Boneyard TV Show, and you're listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Killin' Sticks Arrows are for the serious hunter, a company that understands the needs of the outdoorsman and provides five different styles of carbon fiber arrows, ranging from hunting to tournament arrows. If you want premium carbon fiber arrows, go to Killin' Sticks, K-I-L-L-N-S-T-I-X dot com to review their carbon arrows. For listeners of the Outdoor Adventures with Jason show, use promo code OUTDOORS to get 10% off your first order. Killin' Sticks, where the blood trail begins. Welcome to this episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. I'm really excited today to have James Reeson. James is the creator of Bow Hunters of America, the largest hunting membership site on Facebook that is designed to spotlight and promote uh, just whether it be bow hunting or any type of hunting, just to create a positive and welcoming community for us hunters to share our stories, pictures, and anything else that we like. And James, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. How are you doing this morning? Oh, real good. It's uh, fantastic to be awake, and uh, it's great to have you on the show. I know we've been trying to touch base for a while. So, Yes, sir. With this Bow Hunters of America, tell me, you've got, at this point, over 175,000 members. What was the yes, idea? Sir. What led you to, to creating this, this uh, membership page? Well, I was in bear camp, and uh, I was a, an administrator on, a, on a, another page. Well, to be quite frank, I was kind of a jerk, and they relieved me of my duties while I was in bear camp, and it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. So I came home from bear camp one day, and I said, you know, nobody's ever going to throw me off again. So I sat at the computer and I said, okay, uh, what am I? I'm a bow hunter, you know, um, huh. You know what? Bow hunters of America. Boom. I just named it. I added my wife, my buddy, Greg Blymeyer, Chris Guida, well, myself, we were the first four members of, uh, bow hunters of America. So I just came home and I just sat down at the computer one day and I said, you know what? I, uh, let's see what this thing does. And that's how it started. For anybody that's looking for a nice community to participate in, this is certainly one. And from those first four members, you're now over 175,000. Gosh, how does it take, how many people help you administer this particular page? We have almost 80 folks that help out. Some of them are business owners that we help. As far as the admin that that help uh, monitor the page, there's about 70 of us. And they're all hand-selected. I watch them on the group for a very long time. I make sure that they're supportive, that they don't cause drama. I watch these guys for months before I invite them to be an admin. I also see how they interact with other people and their kindness. Kindness goes a long way. And so when they show me something that uh, makes them makes me believe that they're going to be uh, a great asset to our family, and the admins are a family, and so is BOA, uh, that's when I invite them over to help out. 
when somebody goes and asks to join Bowhunters of America and you add them to it, the first thing they're going to see pinned right to the top is a basic list of rules. And those rules Correct. are really just pretty much to boil it all down. Be nice. Yeah. You know what? There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rules in there. And basically it just boils down to be respectful, be nice. Don't cuss. We have children in there. You know, I, I'm not a saint. I do use foul language once in a while, but you will never, ever, ever see me type out a curse word on any social media group on Facebook. There's no need for it. But mostly we enforce the rules for other people. It's not that we're offended by some of it, but there's no need for it. And we want to have a a family-friendly site uh, where kids are welcome because that's the future of our sport. And so we have to maintain some uh, morals and character so that we can lead these and show them that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, curse and do all that stuff and just make yourself seem uneducated. There's a way to do things where you can get your point across respectfully. You know, we need to lead our children uh, into the future because they're the ones that are going to lead us. It's really interesting. One of the things I enjoy about this page is watching the posts from fathers and mothers putting up their kids' trophies and whatever they took. And it could be a spike. It could be a doe. It could be a 15-point or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's that smile on that kid's face, which, you know, tells everything. Oh, absolutely. You know, there is nothing that brings us enjoyment than seeing a child out in the outdoors getting his first year or, or his or her first taste of the woods. Even, you know, even if it's a, not a hunt where they harvest an animal, just being in the woods, watching these kids in the blinds and they're looking out, you know, the parents are taking pictures and you can just see that that flame igniting in these children is uh, is something pretty awesome. And, you know, and that's another reason, even though we're a, we're called bow hunters of America. And a lot of people, sometimes they complain about during rifle seasoners and stuff, they complain about pictures of the children with a rifle kill. Well, let me explain something. That's always allowed. Uh, we There's a huge difference in bow hunters of America and bow hunting of America, okay? Just because somebody takes a rifle to the woods does not mean they're still not a bow hunter, okay? So when we see these kids with these rifle kills, and a lot of these kids are too young to to kill an animal with a bow, that's the main reason that we allow posts with uh, rifle kills and, you know, any other legal means is allowed on the group. So without that, we would not get the joy to see some of these children with their first harvest if we did not allow that. And there's nothing that brings us joy like seeing a kid in the outdoors. You know, we've put a lot of thought process into what we allow and what we don't. And I'd say the main reason that we allow rifle kills is so that we can see the kids' joy. Well, sure. And that's, I guess, one of the things that you look at, at least from my standpoint, and I've talked with other guests about this, so I'd love to hear your opinion. Hunters can be our own worst enemies. If it's a legally harvested animal, I don't care what means it's by. If you bought your license and you paid your money and you wanted to harvest it, I might not want to harvest it whatever way that is. But if you've done it legally, I'm not going to bash you about it. And it just aggravates me to no end when I see people get on there and say, well, you shouldn't have shot that spike or you shouldn't have shot that doe or you're only a trophy hunter. Who cares? Correct. It's legal. Absolutely. And, and people that do that on our group, they don't last. Let's be perfectly frank. I'm, I'm very keen and, and I'm a firm believer that it's your tag, your hunt, okay? and nobody has the right to tell you how to hunt, what to use, as long as it's legal and ethical. And you do your best to put that animal down as quickly and clean as possible then it's nobody's business what you kill or how you kill it. You know, I don't care if, if you use a spear, a, a bow, a gun, shotgun, it doesn't matter to me. Nobody has the right ever to tell anybody how they should hunt and make those memories in the woods. 
because that's what it's all about. It's about memories. It's not about killing. It's about spending time in God's country, enjoying the serenity, watching nature come alive around you. It's about peace. It's about unwinding from a stressful week at work. There's so many things about hunting. And, and let's not forget that the type of animal that you're going to kill depends, I believe, on three things, okay? Time in the woods, time allowed in the woods, okay? The kind of property that you're hunting, okay? And the third one really is the kind of management that you're allowed to do on a certain property. There's a lot of people working their butts off 60, 70 hours a week. And they're only able to get to the woods two, three times a season. Okay. So you're telling me that, that you're going to talk down to this guy for killing that spike, you know, because you hear it all the time. Oh, why didn't you just shoot a doe? You know, that might've been the only deer that that guy has seen. And it's nobody's right to take that joy away from somebody. You know, I'm very fortunate. I've got some private leases that I hunt. We've got some, some decent properties. We can be selective, but let me tell you, when I first started years back, I shot a lot of small deer and I'm not sorry for it. I, I killed darn near everything I saw and there was a little logic behind it because uh, I wanted to make the mistakes of the less mature animals so that when I grew as a hunter and I had a chance to kill something that was truly a trophy to me, that I was ready for it. I knew how to move. I knew how to, you know, what I could get away with, what I could not get away with, but I killed a lot of small animals and it's nobody's business but mine how I hunt and if anybody disagrees with me on that that's okay because it's not your hunt it's mine and you know what great memories came from small deer just like the bigger deer that I kill these days I hope that makes sense no it, it's complete sense and that's it really kills me to see hunters going after other hunters in the old adage of I, I don't hunt for trophies if it's a person that this is their first deer and they're 40 years old and it's a spike guess what it's a trophy to them it doesn't matter You're that it's right. not a 10 point it doesn't matter yeah what. i agree yeah and i don't care if it's your hundredth deer that's your deer that's your hunt and you know what all you're going to get from me is a big old congratulations that's the way it should be now mm -hmm. how long has bow hunters of america been active and and growing september 14th 2014 it was created wow not that old uh just over that uh, three years four months yeah, three years you've garnered incredible membership in this site. Tell a little bit about the the membership spot on Facebook, how people can find it if they are currently not a member of Bowhunters of America, and some of the the fun things that you like to try to do to keep the community active. Well, if they want to find Bowhunters of America on Facebook, you know, Bowhunters actually two words, but we combined the word Bowhunters and it's all capital letters. If you type in Bowhunters, one word of America, you it should pop right up. I mean, it's you know, you should have no problem finding it. Talk a little bit about what you've done as the uh, creator of this community to keep it vibrant, growing, and active on Facebook. Well, I, I think the the biggest thing that we've done is number one, we've kept it family friendly and we've never wavered from our, our stance on that. We've kept it as clean as possible, as supportive as possible. And I think that people appreciate that. I think that people get tired of uh, things slide when they shouldn't. I think they get tired of seeing people get attacked and there's no repercussions from that. So that's number one. Number two is we always try to give back to the members with giveaways. And we have a lot of companies that help out. You know, we have, you know, Element Eros has always stepped up, Steady Form, NAP, Tooth of the Arrow, Broadheads, Plyful, Technical Gear, Treason. I mean, just so many different companies have stepped up. I, I don't think I could name them all. And so, you know, we, we just gave away a, a brand new Parker bow this morning, Dead X Archery. Uh, my buddy Kurt, you know, 
ponied up a brand new bow and the guy that won it had an old bow that he had for 14 years. And so, you know, we try to always give back. We do decal giveaways all the time, broadhead giveaways, and it really gets people active, you know, and it's just a way for, for these companies, you know, to help support us. And it's uh, it's just a good way to keep uh, things active on the page and give something back. So there's a lot of factors that go into how this group has grown. And I really can't pinpoint it. I think it's just the whole experience and the way it's run and, and how much work we put into it. Let's face it. I mean, we are very proactive on that group. And I think that people appreciate that. So I think that the membership uh, has a lot to do with all of those things. You know, in, in the past 28 days, during hunting season, we had 2.1 million posts, comments, and reactions. After hunting season, it really slows down, which is nice, actually. We have, in the past 28 days, we've had 708,000 posts and comments on the group. So it's extremely active. Uh, We add, during hunting season, uh, last year, we were adding 6,000 members a week. So I think word just gets around, and I think the activity on the group speaks for itself, and I think that people just enjoy to be there. And we try to run a, a page where, you know, you can come and just have a good time after a stressful day at work. There's so many things that go into how it's grown. I'm not sure if I can pinpoint every one of them, but I think it's just the whole ball of it. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And for the listeners, what we're going to do is in the show notes for this podcast episode, I will have a link directly to the Facebook group, Bowhunters of America, so that if you're not a member, you can join. If you are a member, hey, it'll just take you right there if it's not already part of one of your daily checks, as well as some of the different companies that James has mentioned. We'll have those all listed out and links to their website so that if you want to go out and check out a particular company, product, whichever, it'll be a quick and easy way to access it. Uh, so I think that's a, a great way to help to sp- support some of these folks that jump in and, and support the bow hunters of America as well. Yeah, we appreciate that too. There are a lot of good guys and good companies out there to help out. There is. There's a lot of people that spend a lot of time and money to make sure that the sport is promoted in a good, fair, and ethical way. That is correct. Now, outside of this, you're not just a creative mind behind the group. You're actually, as you indicated before, a hunter, and when we touched base, you were just getting ready to pack up and head to bear camp. Talk a little bit about some of, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear some of the background on equipment you use and where you like to go bear hunting at and where you have been bear hunting at. We go to Maine, mostly. Uh, I've got a a good buddy of ours who's an outfitter named Robert Gore with Wabanaki Wilderness, partners with another friend of mine, Clinton Ashby. Uh, They spend a tremendous amount of time and effort, you know, baiting sites and everything. And they're up in uh, Perry, Maine. And uh, we go up there every year. Uh, We usually take eight, nine people with us each time. You know, members from the group, admins, we all meet up at bear camp and just have a good time. He's got a a very good success rate. The past few years we've gone, he's had about a 75% success rate, which is phenomenal. He just puts so much time and effort into it that he just makes it enjoyable. And if you go up to bear camp with the attitude that, you know, I'm going to go have a good time. I'm on vacation. And if I see a bear, it's a bonus. You're going to have the time of your life and you want to go back, even if you're not successful. Uh, I was fortunate enough two years ago uh, to kill my, my bear. Uh, my wife tried for four years and she finally got her bear uh, last year. So yeah, we go up to Perry, Maine. It's an incredible adventure. 
Anybody that uh, is looking for a, a bear camp, I suggest you go there. And as far as my equipment goes, I shoot Bowtech. I have the Bowtech Range 6. It's a 60-pound bow. I also have a Bowtech Range 7, which is a 70-pound bow. I use um, QAD HDX, wick stick stabilizers. I use the HHA Kingpin Sight. It's just a good shooting, solid bow. Uh, I love Bowtech. I've never had a problem with any Bowtech I've ever owned. So I use uh, Quake Element arrows, 400 spine, tooth of the arrow broadheads, as well as, you know, I switch around broadheads quite a bit. I like to mix and, uh, mix and match. I like to try different things, you know, and I, I'm a firm believer that shot placement is most of it. You know, sure, people have this debate about mechanical broadheads versus fixed broadheads, and I've killed a lot of animals with both. I don't get involved. I don't think there is a best broadhead on the market, but I think there's a lot of good broadheads on the market. Other than that, you have to make sure you're confident in your equipment. I'm very confident with my, my Bowtech. You know, that's just a personal choice as to what bow I shoot, but uh, that's what I use. I use a crossbow right now, and I would like to try to go into a vertical bow. And as you and I mm -hmm. talked before, I've been looking at a diamond bow, which is a okay. unit of Bowtech. So you bet. great group of products, and they also happen to own uh, Excalibur Crossbow, which is the crossbow that I use. A yes, very sir. good family of, of product. And speaking of products, you and I touched base, and you did some live broadcasts. You were recently at the 2018 ATA show. Speak yes, sir, I was. Tell the listeners a little bit about what that is, and some people will know what it is, some won't. It's such a neat event for the folks that attend. Oh, you bet. Uh, the Archery Trade Association has an, a conference basically every year. A lot of times it's in Indianapolis. I think next year it's going to be in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. That's a place, it's it's not open to the public. That's a place basically where manufacturers and dealers come together and they showcase new products. And that's basically where business is done on the business end of the archery community. It's an incredible show. I had a great time. This was actually my first year going. I've had the opportunity to go for several years and I either got caught up at work or, you know, I just couldn't make it happen. And I finally decided this year that I, I was going no matter what. And so, uh, you know, you just walk into this huge place and you can, I was only there a day and a half, but, and there's just not enough hours in the day to go around and see everything and talk to everybody you want to talk to. So uh, I was, I was shocked and floored when I walked in there and I was all over that place. And I just, I didn't get to see everything I wanted to see. It was a great experience, met some great people, made, met a lot of uh, people who have done great things in this uh, community of hunting and archery that I really look up to. And I got, I was blessed to meet some of those guys and, and sit down and talk with them. But the archery show ATA is a phenomenal place to visit. And if anybody ever has a chance to go, uh, I suggest you, you pack up and head out there for the weekend because uh, it, it's just an incredible time. A lot of good products at the ATA. I mean, we saw so many cool things. We saw uh, the Mantis blind from NAP. I was really impressed with that. I can't wait to get my hands on one of those. You know, the new bows. I mean, you name it. Every Every bow manufacturer I could think of was there, you know, showcasing their bows. And I did shoot some bows. I shot the Realm. Uh, I do have a, a Bowtech Realm on order. It was just a good time. So what are some of the improvements that people are going to start to see coming out with bows. I, I look at these compound bows from a, a new person's perspective and mm -hmm. they, they kind of look the same as far as just the general setup goes, but there are, I know yep. there's some really big differences in the minor, the small, the little bits of it that you don't see that are where the real differences come into play. Well, I mean, you know, uh, 
technology advances with these bows, it seems like every year. They're getting faster. They seem to be getting lighter. You know, you're getting a lot of kinetic energy out of these bows, and there's a lot of energy stored. But I think that, you know, it's hard to pinpoint the improvements. A lot of folks say that the, you know, there's not a whole lot of difference in the realm than the rain. Well, I shot the realm, and I got to say that the smoothness of that bow, even though the limbs are so short, is just incredible. I mean, the little thing, look... Uh, I'm just, I'm looking at my bow right now, and this is, I can only speak for Bowtech, okay? They have a, a the overdrive binary cam system, okay? And they have this little, it's called a flip disc, and that has a performance setting and a comfort setting, okay? Some people like a little more aggressive draw. Me, I'm getting old. You know, my shoulders can't stand. You know, I'm a construction worker, so, uh, you know, I'm pretty beat up myself. But just little things like that slip disc really help on a bow. You know, there's so much that goes into these things. I mean, these things are, are designed. And of course, they're not cheap. These new bows are not cheap that are coming out. But, uh, you know, little things like that flip disc, I think, you know, really help. And it, the adjustability of the bow tech with the binary cam being able to go from like 25 to 31 inches without having to change mods, you know, and I think that that's you know, that's a credit to, uh, to designing and engineering. And, uh, you know, you have a lot of these bows, cam specific bows where, you know, you only have so much adjustment with your draw length until you have to change the whole cam. And a lot of these bows have specific cams. You know, if you want to go, you know, let's say you, you're a 28 and a half inch draw and you sell your, your bow, but you're selling to a guy with a 27 and a half inch draw. A lot of these uh, bows, you have to buy a separate mod for that. So I think that for me personally, that's one of the things that draws me to Bowtech is uh, they're easy to tune, but little things like that make a huge difference. So, but it's really hard to pinpoint the uh, progression of bows year to year. It's just kind of a gradual increase in technology. Yeah, I think that adjustability is a huge thing. That's the bow that I was looking at was the Diamond Edge, the SB1, mm -hmm. and you could dial it up or down for the draw weight, a huge range. You bet. And for somebody that's arthritic like myself, that made a huge difference in the ability to get out and continue, instead of shooting three or four arrows in your shoulder shot, to dial it down and shoot 30 or 40 and continue to practice and be able to develop the skill to put that shot placement consistently in where you want it to go. Oh yeah, I agree. And you know what? You know, not everybody could pull back 70 pounds. And, and you know, let, let, let's get back to the kids. Uh, without the adjustability on some of these bows, some of these bows are going 19 to 70 pounds, 19 to a 30-inch draw. You know, that's a great way to get people uh, into archery uh, that don't have that muscle memory to just yank back a 70-pound bow or a 60-pound bow. You know, and it, it lets them go outside, be consistent, learn that muscle memory, build up their muscles, gradually move it on. So I think it's very important that they have bows with that kind of adjustability for everybody and uh, not not just not just kids but uh, you know people with shoulder uh, injuries you know or arthritis like yourself uh, i mean without without something like that you know you might not be able to enjoy archery as much as you as you want to yeah, and the key is not only getting people in the woods, but it's keeping them out there, which is you bet. why you've seen the dramatic increase in crossbow use. It's because people don't have that time to continue to practice. I mean, let's face mm -hmm. it, archery, using a vertical bow, there is an immense amount of time involved versus a crossbow, which still requires time and practice, but not the sure. same amount. So, right. Again, it's just not you know, a which is better, which is worse. I, I love both. No, of them. no, no. I, I, I'm all I'm all for crossbows. Uh, I'm, if it's legal in your state and it gets you outside of the woods, that's fine. You hear a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you know, 
uh, you're just going to be able to, you can shoot 100 yards, it might as well be a gun. No, it's still up close and personal. Using a crossbow, it's not the almighty fix to killing a lot of deer. I don't, I don't suggest anybody shoot at an animal at 100 yards, but you know, again, it's not my hunt, it's your choice. However, I believe crossbows have an absolute place in hunting. And I believe if it's legal in your state and it gets you in the woods, you know what? Go for it. Get out there and have some fun and make some memories. I don't care what weapon you use. And no, man, really, nobody, nobody should care either. You know, crossbows are, they can be a lot of fun, deadly to animals. Took my buddy out, uh, Brian Johnson. We used his crossbow, actually my wife's crossbow. And we went out there and uh, we were on his land. Uh, I had already killed my buck on his land. He hadn't killed a deer yet. So his crossbow was, let's just say he was having problems with it. I'm not going to mention any brands or anything. But I say, hey, don't worry about it. Kay's got one here. You just line it up and let it fly. And he shot a beautiful 135-inch buck that morning. That was his first archery buck. And you know what? He, he's got problems with his shoulders. He can't pull back vertical bow. So he got to go to the woods. He got to kill an amazing buck. And crossbows certainly have a place in, in, uh, in the hunting, hunting in the outdoors. I don't really care what anybody thinks about it. That's just the way I feel. Crossbows are awesome. Yeah, and just as importantly, he bought his hunting license, he paid his fees, yep. and all of that money goes to the wildlife management departments for whatever state anybody's hunting in. So it's not a matter of which item, as far as my concern, is which item is better. It's all about getting yeah. people out in the woods. We have enough other groups putting pressure on to oh, you lose bet. somebody. You bet. But, oh, you bet. And it's uh, we are, like you said, we are our own worst enemies. You know, it's nobody's business how you hunt, what you use. As long as it's legal, have at it. Just get out there and enjoy the woods. It's really not that. It's really basic human kindness and respect to allow people to have the choice to hunt how they want, use what they want. This is America. How boring would it be if everybody used the same thing? You know, Very true. Uh, everybody has the right to choose how they want to hunt. And nobody has the right to talk down to them for making that choice that they have a right to do. Ever, 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 you know, be respectful. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own opinions and nobody has the right to push their agenda on somebody else when it comes to what they use or how they hunt ever. And I, I, I am absolutely 100% firm on that. Uh, I will never waver on that. It's nobody's business how anybody else hunts as long as they're out there having a good time making memories. That is absolutely how I feel, and that's what you'll find when you join Bowhunters of America on Facebook is that's the way the group is run. It's by and far a group of people that are pretty like-minded and, and need to be a part of. Now, you were at the ATA for a, a day and a half. You saw some cool bows. Yep. Uh, we saw some, yes, sir. you saw some neat product from, uh, NAP outside of the bows that you looked at at the Bowtech booth and some of the, the things that we discussed on those, you discussed the Mantis blind coming from NAP, which you said people are going to really want to take a look at any other neat items that you saw blind wise or any other products that people want to keep their eyes open for. Um, you know, there's a lot of good blinds coming out from different companies. You know, Primos has a great blind coming out. It's a new double bowl. It's a, it's got a see-through mesh from inside, but when you're outside, you're totally concealed. That was pretty cool. Of course, QAD's got some, uh, you know, I love my QAD rests. They've got the MicroJust QAD. It's an HDX, but it's, it's MicroJust, so you don't have to use the Allen wrenches on it uh, to get your center shot. That's going to be an incredible seller. Oh, man, we saw so many new targets coming out, 3D target. We've got Bow Shooter Station. You know, that's a, a Bow Shooter Station is a, is a when you're outside shooting, and a lot of people set their bows on the dirt or something like that, the bow shooter station will, will allow you to hold two bows, 
Yeah, tree stand buddy. Those are really cool. Uh, tree stand buddy is uh, it's a lock-on device to your your tree, and what you do is you it allows you to use one stand and have multiple spots. So uh, it's got a, a system a bracket that you attach to the tree. So if let's just say you're, you're hunting one spot, and you know the wind's going to be different tomorrow. So instead of having needing two stands, uh, you just you slip your stand off, drop it down, go over to your other bracket, pop it in your new tree where you're going to hunt tomorrow. It also deters thieves. You can take, you know, if you're in an area and you, your stuff keeps getting stolen, you can take your blind or your stand out with you, you know, your hang on stand. So anybody that, uh, that wants to check out something cool, you need to check out tree stand buddy as well. We saw a skyline safety system, uh, skyline safety system is a safety device that attaches your ladder stand or your ladder sticks to a tree and attaches to the tree and grabs onto that tree before you ever leave the ground. That was, uh, that was designed by a guy named Peter who had fallen out of a tree. Super, super nice guy. If anybody wants to check those out, that's that's a pretty cool product. And and you know what? That is a product that has and will save lives. And that's very important too. And people need to understand that, you know, safety is very important. So anytime I see something that is involved with safety, you know, I like to look at that because I think that's most important out of anything. Everybody wants to come home to their families. Uh, went and saw the Lakewood, Lakewood cases. Uh, Lakewood bow cases. They are soft on the outside, hard on the inside. They're airline approved, very sturdy cases. Uh, those are awesome. Can't wait to get my hands on a Lakewood case. Uh, my brother owns one and I, I haven't pulled the trigger on it, but I, uh, after looking at them, it's it's not going to be long at all before I have one in my, my arsenal. Uh, also, Hickory Creek crossbows, they're actually vertical crossbow. They come out with a design that shoots a regular victory short 300 spine arrow, just like you would. It's got a, a D loop on it, just like you would a compound bow. Uh, we're going to be doing some stuff with that too. It's uh, they're very cool. Uh, Hickory Creek crossbows. Yeah, I can't wait to do a little video with that thing. There's just so many that I could uh, tell you about, but that would take forever. Yeah, the ATA show is huge. It's like you said, it's not open to the public. I'm assuming you went there oh. through a press pass. I went there with a company who were kind enough to uh, allow my wife and I to go. It's kind of like a a visitor, you know, these companies are issued passes, you know, to give to people. And so, uh, you know, we were, we were given the opportunity, uh, to go and, uh, it was just, uh, an, an incredible show. And there's so much to see. I mean, I, I could talk to you for hours about everything at the ATA. It's just, I was like a kid in a candy store, just so many good products from so many good companies. I, I can't wait to go back. Oh, I imagine it's got to be neat to see as as all the stuff comes down the pipeline. I know I'm watching. It's not in my budget yet, but the new Excalibur Assassin crossbow. It's a mm-hmm. really amazing setup they've got. There's all these different things coming down the pipeline. It amazes. They keep pushing the envelope as the technology gets better. And as you said, you the kinetic energy that's being derived from these items is amazing. And that's really what it's all about is how quickly and cleanly are we going to be able to do a kill? That's what it all boils oh, down bet. to. You bet. And you got to have confidence in your equipment. And your equipment has to be tuned and working properly. You should not be hunting with it. You, know, you should not be picking up your bow or crossbow or any other weapon the morning you go hunting and taking it out there and shooting it at animals. You got to make sure that your equipment is up to par. And I'll tell you what, the next calibers, those are some tough crossbows. You know, uh, those things are strong, reliable. I never hear anything bad about Excalibur crossbows, ever. They are just tough. So, I mean, good choice on crossbows as far as I'm concerned. And there's there's lots of good crossbow companies out there, don't get me wrong. But uh, that Excalibur is just a, it, it's a stone-cold deer killer. Yeah, I've been happy with using mine and target shooting and 
down here in South Texas on hogs. So, you know, it's just a, a good brand and I've been happy. I like the ability to change the string in the field if I should have an accident with it and not be done yep. hunting. So there was some pluses for me that made sense to do that. Absolutely. Outside of that, I'll tell you what, Jim, I'm going to have links to all the different companies we talked about in the show notes. I really, okay. uh, you know, I'm going to encourage anybody listening. It doesn't matter if you're in the U.S., if you're in Canada, wherever. This Facebook group is worldwide. There's membership in the group that's from around the world. Go, join, be positive, especially if you're hunting in another uh, country. Get on there and show what you're doing in your country to the folks that are here in the U.S. and, and to the rest of the world. We'd love to see it. So Absolutely. I encourage folks to absolutely. join. If you have questions, James, can they reach out and touch base with you anytime? No, absolutely. Just uh, look up James Reese on uh, on Facebook. I'm really not that hard to find. I have a picture of me with a buck on it. And uh, I will tell you, if you get a chance to come up to Oklahoma next season and uh, bring up the crossbow, you have a spot in the woods. We'll see if we can get you a deer if you want to as well. Well, that sounds good because this year but, was a – well, I got a pronghorn this year. I was ecstatic about that. Um, nice. That was uh, outside of, I qualify for a lot of states mobility hunts. So New Mexico has a really good mobility hunting program. And I was able to take a pronghorn with my rifle, which was fantastic. Uh, but I've just done yep, some Yep, I have not killed one yet. I have not killed one. It was an extremely short hunt because of, I wasn't out tripsing through fields for days and days and days. It was more like minutes and minutes and minutes, but it was controlled chaos for a brief point of time, then walking out to get pronghorn. It was it was a really incredible hunt uh, with a great outfit out of New Mexico, so I, I can't nice. say enough positive stuff about the hunt and being well taken care of next i hope to do one day an elk go up maybe canada to bear or maine sounds like an amazing spot for a bear as well yeah you're welcome anytime to go with us to bear camp in maine we've had uh we've covered a lot i appreciate your time this morning we'll have this episode out so that people can get out there and enjoy not only the woods when they're able to but also everybody else's exploits out there yeah you bet you know there's there's lots of there's just so much so much joy seeing people in the outdoors. And and, and I want to throw one more thing out there. Okay. Oh, uh, Bowhunters of America is very pro-veteran. Okay. We spend a lot of time and money trying to show these veterans that they're appreciated. And I just want to remind everybody, if you have the chance to take a veteran or a kid to the woods, please do so. And just let these guys know how much you appreciate your freedom and how much that they have sacrificed and their families have sacrificed so that we have the freedoms to do what we do. You can never forget the veterans. No matter what you do, please, please try to take a veteran or a child to the woods. There's no, as far as I'm concerned, no two more deserving groups than than both of those because one's our future and one's the one that's defended and kept us uh, with the ability to do what we do. So it's spot on. You betcha. Spot on. You betcha. And and any veterans out there, uh, you know, disabled or not, if you're in Oklahoma and, and you want to go out for a weekend, a veteran or child always has a spot in the woods that I have. You know, anybody out there that's, uh, you know, interested in trying to come out for a weekend and try to kill a deer, you know, just get a hold of me. You know, we're all about trying to help people out. 
extremely generous offer. And if you want to touch base through me, I can pass on your information to James or just reach out directly to James. Again, easy to find on Facebook or just go right to Bowhunters of America, which is the best option. Become a member there and you will see posts from James and the guys that they don't just create a group and walk away. This is really a great, great group of folks who are there to help you, whether it be questions from a complete novice. And trust me, I've I've asked them in there and gotten great feedback. Pro that's trying to shoot 3D ranges at 100 yards. You will find other like-minded folks. So don't stay away. This is a really a inclusive group for hunters, not just bow hunters, but for you hunters. Bet. And and never be afraid to ask questions, okay? What may seem like a, I hate to say this term because it bothers me, what may seem like a dumb question to some is a very valid question to others. And we would never, ever let anybody talk down to you for the questions that you you want to ask on that group. So feel free to ask if somebody's disrespectful to you, I promise you, we will take care of it and we'll take care of it quickly. That's not what we're about. We're about being supportive. So anybody out there that uh, is not a member yet and wants to come on over, we work our butts off to make sure that you are treated with respect and dignity when you're in that group at all times. Great. Well, we really appreciate your time. It's just amazing to catch up with folks from across the world and across the United States that are are really contributing in a positive way to the hunting community, the hunting lifestyle. And again, I can't thank you enough for what you've done in just three plus years. It's it's incredible. Uh, and I appreciate what you're doing too. I look forward to it. I, I look forward to doing this again. I've had a great conversation with you. Fantastic. And like I said, you know, if you're uh, if you get the inkling to come up to Oklahoma next year. I'd love to uh, sit down and chat with you in person and maybe uh, get out there and kill a deer. That sounds But you are great. more than welcome in my home anytime. All right, Jim. I appreciate it. And you have a wonderful day and we'll touch base soon. That sounds good, buddy. Thank you very much, sir. Have Thank a good you. day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Come early spring, it's getting green Fisher on the bed and Hear those turkeys gobble It's ringing in my head The winter rides bass boat Here comes another year Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Oh, we command the outdoors Yeah, we command the outdoors Come summertime, we're feeling fine Fishing on the lake Flipping jigs in Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on Creek Bank Kick back a couple beers yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we command the outdoors Yeah, we command the outdoors Next year's doves until you know winter's on the way Brushing blinds and deer stands The fever starts to creep 
Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we, we command the outdoors. So grab your guns, shells, boys. Put on your camouflage. Cause we command the outdoors around here We command the outdoors